Okay, Kamloops, everybody wants data. Everybody wants real estate information. They want stuff that's uh, going to help them to understand what the market conditions are right now in the current marketplace that we're sitting in here. So unlike just looking for end-of-month stats, median house price, average house price, I'm going to go for a deep dive. And if you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know um, how I kind of dive into multiple offer situations. So Let's put this into perspective. So far, in the last 30 days of the market, okay, we've had 209 sales, uh, 209 transactions that have gone firm, meaning sold sign goes up, conditions are removed, and we're just waiting now for the buyer to take possession. In those 209 transactions, okay, uh, 72 of them went into multiple offer situations, And I'm going to asterisk that. I'm going to define exactly how I come to that conclusion a little bit later. What that means is 35% of the firm transactions that have happened in the last 30 days have gone into multiple offer situations. Okay. Now let's analyze the ones that have gone into multiple offers, the 72 of the 209. Okay. Of those, there's two categories. Okay. Almost half, 49% of those 72 multiple offer situations, only sold for full price. They did not go over asking price, which is super interesting. Okay. The other 50%, the other 51% to be exact, well, those guys went over asking. Okay. And if we just analyze the over asking scenarios, okay, um, there was $642,000 of over asking price made in all of those 72 transactions. If you take the average of that, that means the average over asking price is $18,500. So if you're going into multiple offers and um, you have you have a 50% chance of going over ask, 50% chance of just getting ask. Okay. And the ones that go over asking are getting on average 18,500. If I look at the data, which is sitting in front of me here, if I take one, two, three, four, five, six properties out of that equation, the six that were in excess of $75,000 over asking price, I would say that average would probably fall down to about six or $7,000 over asking. Meaning the majority of properties are not selling that far, that significantly over asking price. But the market is hopping, okay? Here's another piece of interesting information, and I can't relate this to data, but I can only relate this from personal experience. In my personal experience, in the last four or five properties that I've listed that have had a ton of excitement, a ton of activity, and have gone into multiple over, multiple offer situations, They've all gone over asking, by the way, the ones that I've experienced with. However, if I look at the first three or four days of activity, I get all kinds of internet leads. Our marketing does a great job at pulling in uh, leads, uh, people that are interested in that property. And we get 10 to 15 showings on average. And then of those 10 or 15 showings, we're getting like three and four offers. Okay. If I don't change the asterisks on the MLS activity showing that it's now in conditional situation after I've accepted the offer, if I don't do that right away, I get no activity. Meaning that a property that's been on the market for four or five days um, isn't getting all that much activity anymore. People are only looking for the newest stuff on the market. It's either that or they just suspect that those properties are already conditional. 
It's really interesting information. So 35% of all our offers are going into multiple offers, and uh, about half of those are getting over asking price. Super interesting. When we looked at the COVID numbers, the COVID numbers knocked these these numbers here out of the park. We were getting fifty and sixty, seventy thousand dollars over asking was probably the average. Okay, so if you're the if this is the first time you've ever heard this kind of data before of multiple offers and over asking evaluations that I do, um, let me explain to you how I come up with that evidence because this is not information that's readily accessible for real estate agents to go look and find. So what I do is I look at all the sales activity, in this case, for the last 30 days, okay? I bring them all up, and I look at their list price, and I look at the sale price. And I make a judgment call based on the fact that if the property sells for at least full price or over, I assume that it went into multiple offer situations, okay? Now, that might not always be the case. However, if somebody was to pay full price on the first day, I believe that in their minds, they're making a full, strong offer because the threat of a multiple offer is lurking, okay? So either way, the data is not 100% pure, but it is a very close estimate on what is actually going on in the marketplace. Now you know I come up with that data. And if you listen to this podcast, you probably heard that explanation before, and I apologize for listening to it again, but that is how I come up with that information. Give you some relevance to... uh, all the numbers that I'm throwing at you. Okay, I want to talk about interest rates now because interest rates went up uh, last month and basically the Bank of Canada announced that uh, don't be surprised if it goes up again in July and maybe even in August. So looking at the CPI, the Consumer Price Index just came out today. It was announced today that the CPI is at 3.4%. Remember that the goal of the Bank of Canada is to reach a 2.0 CPI, price index of 2% which is an inflation rate that's very tolerable, or they say it's very tolerable. Um, Last month, it was at 4.4, and it was the first time that the CPI had gone up since interest rates started to climb after COVID. So a massive decline of 1% over last month. This is really good news for consumers that are considering purchasing a property because it might indicate that the interest rates do not go up in July um, because everybody was expecting to see that CPI creeping up uh, in an upward trend. So I don't know what has stimulated this massive shift of 1% from last month to this month, but um, the CPI doesn't lie. I'm looking at a graph right now, which is showing me the level of uh, CPI over the course of the last year. And we've come off of, let's just see what the highest one here was. We're coming off, the record high was 8.1% back in June of last year. And we have dropped steadily, uh, with the exception of last month, which went up 0.1 of a percent. But we're back down to 3.4, which is the lowest we've seen the CPI. Uh, I'm going to go back to see how far it was since June of 2021. So that's pretty much a, a fair assessment to say that we've recovered from, you know, basically the COVID interest rate inflationary craziness that we had throughout the process of that 16, 18 months of, of crazy consumer behavior. So looking forward, this might be really good news for people shopping for a property. Um, as far as the multiple offer and the lack of inventory that's still sitting on our market, I still think that we're going to see multiple offers moving throughout the summer. So uh, roll your sleeves up. Uh, but if the interest rates are chill, then maybe you can spend some more money to get into a property. 
I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast. I also would like to ask if you appreciate the content that I deliver, if you appreciate the information that is put on this podcast, please feel free to share this podcast with a friend, a family member, anybody that you uh, think might see some value in the real estate uh, information that we give. And also please give a rating on uh, Spotify or iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast, please Please, I would love it. I would appreciate it so, so much if you could give it a rating.